Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Yalta Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Thursday night, and Charlie is still alive and with us after quite the eventful weekend. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific Connery himself, Zilios. Greetings and salutations, good sir. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, uh, as Zilius alluded to, I am still alive and breathing. I partook in the uh, Extra Life uh, 24-hour gameathon. Uh, I played from 2 a.m. Saturday morning till 2 a.m. Sunday morning. Uh, the vast majority of it was uh, No Man's Sky, simply because people kept popping in, going, "Oh, you're playing No Man's Sky? How is it?" And so no I just ended up, since I so, so I ended up playing a lot of No Man's Sky. So, which begs the question: How is No Man's Sky, good sir? Well, ladies and gentlemen, just in case you haven't read my review on the website, which of course the website is www.alteredconfusion.com. Um, it's a mixed bag. Um, I've put over 90 hours in it. So someone would hmm. say, oh, well, that must be a good game. Not necessarily. Hmm. Uh, there are a lot of issues that I've had to basically, uh, work around and kind of get used to, um, the, the wonderful world of inventory management and, uh, quest management are at the top of my list of gripes, but you know, I continue to play it, so there must be something about it. I'm very confused about your game. I, I don't understand. You seem like you like it, but you don't, and I just don't know how to interpret what you're saying, sir. I'm so confused. Well, uh, real real quick, ladies and gentlemen, this is a Thursday night hangout. There's a live show for you where you provide the comments, uh, the topics, and the questions, and we try to uh, cover them during this week's show. If we didn't get a chance, if you didn't get a chance, just yet you could drop it in the chat and if we run out of time we will uh push it over to the next show and we will definitely cover it then um so i think it's more of a i've put so much time into this i don't want to stop type of sc mm. scenario you know okay, um, that's fair i i do the, the thing is i do like the exploration um mechanic where you get to explore and name um is it a train? Is it like a train wreck of a game? Terrible, but you can't look away. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly mm. it. There, it's a it's a nice looking game, and there's definitely a lot of mechanics to it that are there to enjoy. But some of the core stuff, you're just like, oh, for for God's sake, I just please. Is it too hard? Is it is it too hard to just code it a little bit differently? Well, I think the one that got me the most about your review that I, I actually did read was <laughs> about the um, quest. Yes. And how if your quest, because that's like, so if I understood it right, yes. let's just say you have 10 quests, right? Yes. And one of the quests is go to feed cats in the forest. Yep. You might go feed a cat in the forest, but because that act of feeding the cat is not your active quest at the time it does not count towards that progress for that quest even though it's in your quest log potentially so here's a fun fact it, it, it's it's a it's like a 50 50 shot okay you oh. you there are times where when you uh you'll get like a ton of quests like zero say let's say you have 10 quests and um uh you know maybe the the quest that you think is active is not active Okay. There's about a 50% chance that you'll still get credit for it, even though it's not the active one. But there's also the chance that you get completely dicked over, um, uh, you know, just terribly so. Um, but the real fun one is, like, 
if there is a quest where let's say that you you did something for someone uh this merchant needs you to i don't know find 50 rocks of uh hydrogen or something mm-hmm. and so you have the 50 hydrogen but you don't have it um as the active one and you go talk to the person they have, they're like hey how's it going i'm like no 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 i'm here to turn it in then then you know in my in my frustration I'm like f this all right let me check the 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 quest log oh it's not my active one it's active all right let me talk to the guy the guy's like hi how are you doing i'm like son of a bitch i go out of it i have to wait for the system to go you need to talk to this guy and then i go talk to him so it's like a there's a slight delay even when you toggle between active quests well that just sounds silly yes absolutely but you know as i said i've continued to put time in it so there must be something to it there is something about the game. It's kind of like something about Mary. Sure. No, not really. No, not really. Okay, so okay. Um, we've we've got a, a good uh, list of topics uh, for this evening. So let's start off with um, with an interesting one, and that is when games get a re- re-release on a newer mm-hmm. version of a console. So let's say you have, you played, um, let's say you played a game of the PlayStation Three, and the that. Yep. That game is now coming out on the PlayStation 5. Uh, how do you feel about some of those long time spent save files? Let's say it's a huge RPG and you put a shit time, a shit ton of time in to make sure that your game is just, you you basically maxed out everything. And now it came back out for the PlayStation 5. Like, oh my gosh, I would love to play this game with the better graphics with all I've got. But no. of course, nah. I mean, two things I can think of. One is, practically speaking, mm-hmm. there's a good chance, and I'm using the PlayStation 3 because that's what the question user asked about. Yep. It's probably been enough years in between the PS3 gameplay and the current PS5 remastered edition where I'm not going to remember what the hell is going on with the PS3 edition. I know there's going to be the outlier who still plays their PlayStation 3 daily, yep. and by gosh, it's the OG console. We all know those people exist. So I'm not, not the PlayStation Three. It isn't one person. Um, but for the most part, it's been such. It's been what at least eight nine years, right. really, since the PS4 came out. Right. That's the first thing. The second thing is, we all know remasters or remakes. They're more of a re. They're a remaster slash remake. Whatever they say, there's always slight changes to quest and inventory, and there's always tweaks in that regard. And you know, you always talk about the quality control of basically emulation and why they don't just throw everything on there because of liability and stuff. Right. Now all of a sudden you want to throw it on there. Hey, oh, let's also bring your old quest. Can you imagine the insane amount of bugs that would cause on a game? I just don't know how you could plan for all those different scenarios in that case. So, so uh, yeah. No, I, and Zealus is right. One, one of the things that, that I don't think, um, uh, that everyone understands is that when they do do a re-release uh, of the game, yes, uh, it might just there might be just a graphical update, but you're talking about potentially a new um, uh, architecture, and potentially they have a more optimized way of saving files. So you're not going to have that same save file. Question: Do you think the companies do it that way to on purpose to rehook you, kind of like Apple? phones become defunct after a while and they make you want the, the shiny new one. All right. 
two things. Uh, the, the, let's do the second one first. Um, Apple wants you to buy the new, uh, the Apple phones become defunct after a while and they make you want the shiny new one. Cap that's capitalism. You always want the new shiny thing. Uh, the other thing is, and Apple had to admit it, is that uh, the older your phone gets, uh, it's going to get slower because the OS, the, your system can no longer uh, keep up with the brand new OS, which is tailored to the newer phones. Um, and there's also um, the fact that your battery is going to go bad at some point, uh, which will, of course, mean you have to buy a new phone. Uh, now, uh, do companies, do you, do I think that companies do it that way on purpose to rehook you? Uh I will say this. Uh, I think there's a lot of companies out there who try to re to try to uh, reel you back in because of nostalgia. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's, you know, I, I don't think it's, well, we don't want you to have that save file. Uh, but I think it's just, oh, I remember when I played this game and man, does it suck that I can't, that I can't pick up where I, where I left off. But Zillius is right. If let's say for the PlayStation three to PlayStation five, hopefully you've played other games between then and now uh, yeah. that maybe the, 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 the beautiful thing about nostalgia is that everything is rosy and lollipops and rainbows. Even if there were glaring holes uh, in the game that you would have noticed if you had played it today versus remembering it from eight, nine years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that, I mean, what? Okay, so one of the the interesting thing is if we were actually, let's say the, I'm, I'm gonna, I know that the the question was PlayStation Three to PlayStation Five, but I'm just gonna push it back to PlayStation Two, where you have an actual memory card, ooh, uh, where it's not stored on the system. That would be, like, you would have to buy like a third, you know, uh, maybe uh, you know, uh, a peripheral, uh, to then transfer your save game onto something and then transfer it back, that would be weird because people would de would decrypt that in half a heartbeat and then uh, crack your save. Well, and you also start doing the bean counting of what it would cost to do the both the development and quality control of converting those save games. Yep. How much money is a developer or publisher really going to make from allowing the transfer from saves from an older console to the current gen? Not, I really can't imagine if, it's going to push the needle no. at all. Yeah, like, no. If, I'm not even, I wouldn't even call it a percentage point. It's like a fraction percentage point. It, yeah, it's a fraction of percentage, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it doesn't move it enough. It, it's um, it's, it's yeah. just like what a lot of people, you know, like, why can't I play? You know, why isn't everything backwards compatible? Com compatible? You know, me jumping on my soapbox. Um, and I know uh, in, in the consumer, you know, basically in, in the, the product creator's mindset, my yelling and screaming is very much in the in the minority. Uh, so as much as as awesome as it would be to be able to play all my games on on the latest and greatest consoles, like the latest Nintendo, I want to play all my old school Nintendo now. Uh, it's just it's not there's not enough uh, pull uh, to cover the the massive amount of cost. That it would, especially yeah. you know, with like the cart going from cartridge or disc to uh, a discless system. Yep, now I agree. Yeah, some things, so some things are worth it, and some things are not. That is definitely one that is not. Is yes. I mean, it's interesting. So speaking of um, 
gaming through time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this month, the month of November, marks the 20th year of the Hitman franchise. Really? Yes. Wow. Hitman first came out in 2000. It was called Hitman Codename 47. Uh, then you had Hitman 2, Silent Assassin, which was in 02. Hitman Contracts, which is 04. Hitman Blood Money, which is 06. I think I actually own Blood Money, and I tried it for a couple hours and couldn't get past like the second mission because I suck at stealth. <laughs> um, then you jump... Um, let's see here. Uh, then in uh, 2012 was Hitman Absolution, which then had spinoffs of Hitman Sniper Challenge and Hitman Go and Hitman Sniper. Uh, then they basically uh, they they had a re I don't I don't want to call it reimagining, but basically you know how some franchises instead of going up in numbers they just reset to just the title. Yep. Um. Uh, in 2016, Hitman came out. And this was actually episodically released, which I don't know. I Sure. I'm not exactly sure how, how much on board I would have been with that, but I'm not a Hitman uh, connoisseur. Uh, Hitman 2 came out in 2018, and then Hitman 3 is due out uh, in, tw in January of 2021. You know what I really enjoy are what? the Hitman is the Hitman movie. But they got I banned. thought it was good. I thought it was good. Which one? The first one. That's the only one I've seen is the first one. Ah. Yes. I didn't even know there's others, but there, there's a the second one. one. There's oh. so they've got Hitman the movie, and then they actually made a movie called Hitman Codename uh forty seven, uh, which is basically, you know, like a homage to the very first uh Hitman uh game. Have you seen that one? No. I've only seen the first the first movie with Tim Timothy Oliphant, I believe, is as uh, the the main character whose name is never said because he's just a serial number on the back or a, uh, a barcode on the back of his head. But as in all movies, where they're just a serial number, they get a soul. Of course, of course. Or do they? Who knows? Is that the point of watching the movie to find out? Maybe. But usually in those things, it's usually the 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 um, the character who has no conscience, no past, no identity, somehow always seems to magically want to know their past and have an identity and break from the system that they were so good at because of somebody or something happening that magically triggers them. Oh, don't forget, it's always the glimpse of that one random really hot chick, and they look at them, and it like gives them the magical flashback, because they saw that one person at just the right time. It's Well, it's either that, or it's that one hot chick going, but why do you do it? <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, you're right, why do I do it? I need to get out of here. I've never thought about why I do things in my entire life of growing up. Damn it. Um, so I... That's something totally random, but do you ever watch the Netflix, Amazon Prime show, Hannah? Okay. Netflix, Amazon Prime. That's two different services. I, I was have, wondering if you got noticed. Uh, I meant just Amazon Prime. So I, I watched the movie, and then I've watched a little bit of the TV series. Uh, so I like the TV series, and it really actually spends a lot of time delving into that exact yeah. question of basically young ninja assassins 
and basically them thinking about the morality of like, should I, or should I not be doing it? It's a good show. I enjoy it. But yeah. I, I need to watch more. I think I've watched the first like three or four episodes, but, um, of the first season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, so the next topic is, um, due to this wonderful epidemic, that or pandemic, sorry, pandemic uh, that we're going through, uh, COVID. Uh, you know that a lot of things have been getting canceled or have already been canceled or maybe postponed or whatever. This is the world we live in where things that used to be normal are no longer normal. Um, the new normal is not normal. So as as many of you uh, have uh, heard or seen, both Zelis and I have been struggling with the fact that there was no Momocon this year. There was uh, no Momocon this year. There will hopefully be a Momocon next year in May. But that being said, uh, we're also seeing, you know, there as a result of n- people not being able to to go to these convention, these convention centers, and or even going to like concerts and stuff, you're mm-hmm. seeing um, individuals or organizers trying to find some sort of virtual. Uh, I guess not equivalent, but some kind of virtual setting where you can kind of experience what you would in the environment. So the yep. question I received uh, is, with having attended in-person events and concerts and the crazy world we live in right now, how do you feel about virtual conventions and concerts? Um, so you know what actually I've been spending, ironically, a lot of time lately doing? What's that? Is watching... Um, actually for a couple of months now, not just lately is YouTube concerts Mm -hmm. um, of bands. I really like, and actually I've started weirdly recently getting into reaction videos. Um, Hi, thank you for stepping on my keyboard. Uh, It's kind of what I've been watching lately. And maybe it's because I haven't been able to experience a concert in what feels like forever now uh, that I am maybe subconsciously filling that void in a different way mm-hmm. um, to kind of get that music experience that I crave. Um, so I kind of have been doing that, I guess, in a roundabout way um, and enjoying it. I haven't really done anything that I would consider part of the conventions. Um, Dragon Con weekend, some friends and I played virtual board games. Uh, we all hopped on a Zoom game, Zoom and played some that way. Mm-hmm. But as far as you know, a, I'm not sure how I feel about like a virtual convention meetup, like watching a concert remotely or music event. That makes sense to me because mm-hmm. um, you can kind of sit there in the comfort of your home, enjoy the music. I'm not sure how I feel about a convention, though, because, you know, we talked about the couple times on the show where a part of the beauty of the convention is the camaraderie with your friends you go with and right. hopefully meet other random people there and you know we kind of you don't live stream you know as fun as it is it's not the moments with the um you know going to the panel of david Tennant. it's kind of the other stuff that goes right Absolutely. with the event that you just can't really recreate in a house um i know they've tried um i remember looking at dragon con they had the virtual marketplace and you could kind of tell the starting bids because like, or starting quantities because mm-hmm. there were even numbers. It was like 50 or 100 and you can just kind of tell what the starting was. Right. Um, and you could just tell even like the more popular booths I've been to in the past, 
very few sales. Right. Um, you figure, you know, Dragon Con's a very well-known convention. If that one has very few sales, um, and a lot of them are free shipping too, which I thought was interesting. Um, I mean, they're trying, they're trying to find any way to get a, to, to sure. make any money. I, I just have a hard time believing there's going to be a lot of success in that realm. I right. think it's a little bit different for something like a BlizzCon where that's more catered, like sitting here watching. I mean, you know, we sit here, we kind of play video games in our basement. Mm-hmm. Um, that's more catered, I think, towards that kind of home environment experience. Right. Um, I mean, I know you got like packs, obviously, which you go there for the people, but I think something's like BlizzCon and they've already done it. It's like they already have that history. So I think something like that also lends itself a little bit better, especially if it's more about like announcements and what's going on with the, you know, the um, developer and stuff like that. So I right. think it varies a little bit too on what they're trying to do. So um, first of all, I, I would love to be able to go back to in-person things. I think that uh, there's definitely conventions out there. Or conv- I, w- I want to say convention experiences out there that definitely can be experienced virtually where, you know, you're not losing too much. But for me personally, I love walking like the vendor or the convention hall and mm-hmm. just feeling the vibe and the pulse of the convention and, and striking up random conversations with people that I've never met before uh, because they have an amazing uh, costume or maybe they stumble in our panel by accident and end up staying the entire time and then end up being super duper good friends with us. Uh, you don't know. I mean, it's, it's, I feel like there's a better chance of, for me personally, of getting that, uh, a more powerful or impactful uh, experience live than I would, uh, virtually. Now I've, I've tried to do, I've tried to attend some of the free, uh, virtual conventions, uh, that have been provided this year. And I have to say that when I'm not because I'm not physically there and yeah, I've, I've put it on my, my calendar and stuff, but I've actually, you know, missed an entire convention because I just got busy. I'm not at, yep. I'm not actually at the convention. There's no, mm-hmm. you know, kind of for me personally, you, you, um, you kind of lock in with what you're doing when you're physically there. Uh, the other thing is, and this has been kind of, I don't know, making me a little, a little antsy is I haven't really done a, a gamer or sorry, a, a creator review all year. And usually by this time, I mean, at least through Momocon, I've got, you know, at least 12 or 15 interviews that I've posted and I've talked to uh, developers out there. And, you know, I've, I've um, seen how they've been doing. Oh, by the way, uh, the speaking of Momocon, there was a game that uh, was shown off at last year's, yeah, last year's Momocon called, um, what was it called? Um, I don't know what was it, it was. Called, it was some kind of. It was. It was a um, like a pictogram uh, type of game. It was some kind of like puzzle league makeout something. I, I I'll have to. Of course, I'm blanking out now. But actually, I'll I'll, I'll cheat here. Hold on a sec. Um, no, I'm very confused. Um, they they actually just released their um their game um uh, into the Switch store. So. Hmm. Uh, that's that's why um, I'm. Hold on, I, l- let me let me check real quick because this is gonna bug me. How much is it gonna bug you, sir? Like in a scale of one to four. Seventeen. Oh dear. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure you would be able to go on with life. Yeah, uh, it's 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 gonna be close, ladies and gentlemen. It's gonna be close. 
Now, of course, if I could just find the right uh, year of Momocon on on the uh, YouTube, I could tell you. The YouTube. Damn it, now I'm talking like old people. No, it's not 2021. It'd be 2019. Thank you for playing, Zealys. That's the last time we went, I suppose. Yes, it was. Uh, let's see here. It is called Pixel Puzzle Makeout League. That is now out on the Switch. But anyways, um, getting back to it, I I hope that we can find a way to have in-person conventions happen again because I think that's... I haven't been to a convention where I've been just an attendee and so freaking long that I don't think I know what to do with myself. I think that's why I've kind of stumbled through uh, missing out on a convention simply because I'm not doing interviews. I don't have a fan table. I'm not, you know, well, that would be a good time. It's been so long since you've gone as a panelist. Yeah, but, but it would have to be physically. I have to be there for me to actually, you know, do stuff. Even so, speaking of Momocon though, yes, sir. They, I don't know if you saw, but they're having actually a, I just put in the uh, chat, which is digital.momocon.com. Yeah, they're having a special charity digital event from December 11th, not 11th, 11th, December 11th to December 13th. Nice. So kind of like you were just saying, you know, they're kind of trying to keep that, even though you can't go physically together, you're still trying to keep that community spirit alive where possible. Right. Um, And now to uh, the second part of the question was concerts. I'm going to be honest with you. I... Don't know if I would actually watch an entire concert virtually. And hell, I don't think I've actually seen an entire concert in person. Uh, I think I've seen more. I've gone to more concerts. And about 90, 80% of them I have left before seeing the entire concert. What? Yeah. I don't think I ever left before the end of a concert. Have Did you get there... Uh, to watch all the the warm up bands, I don't count the warm up bands. Ah, that's part of the concert. When I say going to a concert, I'm going like for a specific band, not right. for the entire show. Let's say that the band, the specific band that you that you came to see, is not the headliner. Then I don't consider it leaving early. When I say going to a concert, I'm talking about I'm going to a concert for a band, not for all three bands. There, so that, I guess okay. that's what I mean. Fine. Okay. So if you look at it that way, then I, I you know, I attend the vast majority. Of, I, I complete my, uh, my quest upon seeing. Okay, that makes more sense. Yes, I can see where we're differing in our definition. No, of like if, if like if there's a bunch of nerdy bands and and all I really want to do is watch or or, or tune into, uh. I fight dragons and protoman and the mini bosses and there's a bunch of other guys and I leave after seeing those three bands. You, okay. and, and with your logic, you you've completed it. I'm just saying there's other bands that there's still music being played is the the approach uh, I, I was going. Uh but once again, same with conventions, concerts it's it's there's a an experience component, you know, getting lost in the music and screaming and yelling and Beatles sing at the top of your lungs and even if you can't sing or maybe you can sing it's all it's all fun because you get you know this this like uplifting vibe of of you know everyone is uh having a good time even if you're moshing because you've got all that adrenaline going please don't fall please don't fall please don't fall (laughs) i'm too old to mosh 
Oh, see my that. body can't heal like it used to, man. I know I'm not the only one here. Oh, believe me. After going 24 hours of uh, gaming and basically sitting for almost that entire 24 hours, I'm old and rickety. Um, I've watched concerts online, recorded ones, but I don't think I ever sat, to your point, though, mm-hmm. I don't think I ever sat through like entire like show at once. Like I watched yeah. it over like multiple nights. Um, but I don't, I haven't just sat down and like for two hours and watched a concert that way. Well, I mean, one of the things that, you know, it's just like TV, you know, you could with, with it being virtual, chances are you could probably stop and, you know, jump back like 30 seconds or something. Uh, so you can maybe hear your favorite song again and then skip ahead to catch yep. back up with the the live concert. Now, one thing I did like when COVID was like when we were kind of first in quarantine, mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite bands within Temptation, what they started to do is every week on Thursday, they would show it. Actually, I probably did watch these in their entirety. Mm-hmm. They would live stream one of their concerts on YouTube. Hmm. But the, yeah, both YouTube and um, Facebook live, and the idea was, is then it was more of like a community thing because people then, because it was, they were showing it live, right. wasn't recorded or anything right? Um, to like, for archival purposes. So that was more like all the fans then were in the chat, chatting about the concert as it was happening. Yep. yep. Um, but that is much different than sitting and watching a recorded show. So I thought that was a really cool way um, to kind of bring the community together and kind of blend it to in a way. You know, there's also with with being able to watch it virtually and not having to deal with. I mean, and, and not having. There, there are some bonuses. I mean, you don't have to deal with the person jumping up and down in front of you where you can't see, um, uh, the the band or perhaps. Oh, don't forget, they're gonna have their iPad. No, the giant iPad Pro with a 13 inch screen recording so, it at the same time. Or you're accidentally more to the. You're closer to the the left speaker than the right, so things are getting mm. kind of. Throwing out a sink, yeah. Wibbly wobbly, wibbly wobbly. I don't know, but you know, it's the the thing is, you create unique experiences from that kind of situation. Like you remember when we went to that concert and we were in the nosebleeds, and but it was awesome, you know. So, anyways, um, I like want. I'm curious because, like, go for it. I was say like Trans Siberian Orchestra is coming to Atlanta yep. in December. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of intrigued because I'm like, is it? full like you know are they doing like how are they doing this basically who knows i don't know man now i uh, um you were talking about one of your band one of the bands that you follow they're doing uh they were streaming live concerts um there are quite a few uh bands out there um in certain genres that have like i think it's like every other week or maybe even every week where they do kind of like a you know just a little an hour sit down where they kind of strum uh sing kind of basically jam uh and you know keep an eye on the the chat and converse with uh the fans as best they can and that's an interesting experience that you probably wouldn't i mean you wouldn't get at a concert unless they pulled you up on stage which would be awesome an entertaining one that's doing that is um dragon force has been doing that on twitch Mm -hmm. It's what they do. It's kind of entertaining. So it's the, um, I don't know the guy's name is actually, but it's like the Asian guitarist guy. And I think he's the drummer or bassist. I don't know. Um, but what they'll do is, so the guitarist guy is like the host 
And then the other guy, and what they'll do is they'll pick a band, and it's usually some kind of like metal or progressive rock band, mm-hmm. kind of in the vein of Dragon Force. And they will basically write a song in basically like te- like 10 minutes trying to emulate that band's type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so a popular band I've heard of them is called Sabaton. They're kind of in that genre, but they're all like angry war music. Right. And so they'll always like kind of like riff at the band too. And so like they're actually friends with this band. And so they'll start off like, I am angry. I am fighting against Nazis. And they'll make like lyrics, basically making fun of the bands. Right. What's happened too is because they're now playing this music, they have um, got DMCA strikes automated against them on Twitch. Woo! Um, and some of it's for their own music. So it's like, oh goodness. Um, but it, and to your point though, it's kind of given a band like Dragon Force kind of like a way to interact with the community in a different, interesting way that. No, if we yeah, weren't I, in I, this weird COVID quarantine, nobody probably pay attention to. But now it's like we need entertainment. No, absolutely. I, I think that there's there's definitely a new uh, avenues that are being you know kind of uh, optimized so that people could still get. You know, I mean, they're getting a new experience, but they're also getting to experience things that they might have missed out on before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I I won't lie. I've I've gone back and rewatched segments of concerts that. Uh, it may not be the one that I was at, but I definitely went on like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. like the Foo Fighters, uh, one of the tours they went on, um, uh, I saw some of their, uh, songs, um, on YouTube. It wasn't the, you know, it wasn't the one that was at the Georgia state, uh, university football stadium, but it's still that type of situation. I definitely have gone back and watched that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think there's a place for for both in person and virtual, I think that the the and we talked about this last week. I think the one thing that really holds back virtual is the fact that we don't, as as much as we like to think we do in the United States of America, we do not have a completely solid network uh, infrastructure. And so, if you were to go strictly virtual, um, and a lot of schools are figuring this out, uh, they're going to be some people who get to miss out on that. And of course, sure. it is my job. It's my my uh, nine to five job where I'm trying for um, not for well, hell, I guess it, it would extend to this. Um, I have to basically uh, check for accessibility and compliance um, that fall underneath uh, ADA, uh, Americans with Disability uh, Act, uh, so that individuals who if if there's something available all individuals no matter their disability should have free and equal sorry equal access to said material now of course this become I, i'm not exactly sure how this is going with virtual learning where you have individuals whose internet connection goes and so they're not getting that same equal opportunity it's not and i guess in a way it's 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 a technology handicap so i'd be so I different think- schools have hand- different schools have handled that differently. So for private schools, we're basically like, good luck, fix it. Yeah. Um, but public schools, I don't know if they're doing it out of the basically compliance mandate or not, mm-hmm. um, or if they're just. But some schools still actually get um, hotspots mm-hmm. for the kids um, to come basically pick up or deliver them to their house. Um, yeah, and I don't know the circumstances of what's the initiative behind that, 
but yeah, some schools are doing that. But I think for the most part, I think basically if a family's in that situation, it's just kind of unfortunately uh, not going to end well regardless. Now, now something that uh, that Zelis and I talked about last week was even if you have perfect internet connection because everything is virtual, you have a child who's who's doing the virtual learning on their school, let's just say school supplied laptop. And mm-hmm. let's say that the, the, the laptop can do exactly what it needs to do. But you also have two working parents who are also, you know, having meetings where they're in a, in a Zoom or a BlueJeans or WebEx or whatever other, you know, platform is out there. You're seeing issues with that. Yep. Um, and so, and that's, that's actually something that uh, myself and my wife have been running into uh, constantly with, uh, our eldest son is that, um, I can't tell you how many te- times the teacher's like, your son needs to be in a better internet connection. I think his, his connection is poor. I'm like, it's not poor. He's literally right next to the freaking hub. Mm-hmm. He's got like 99%, uh, signal strength. Um, one, my wife, my wife and I are, of course, like I said, we're, we're doing, um, we also have meetings. So we're, we're eating up some of that, uh, uh, upload. But the other thing that I found out, and this is, this is just technology wise, is that, um, uh, my son was provided a Chromebook from, uh, from the County for the public school he attends. And it turns out that if you plug in peripherals into that laptop, it craps out. Hmm. Um, don't, uh, the number one, do not plug in, ex- do not connect an external monitor to go to screens. Yep. Makes sense. I uh, mean, requiring extra GPU processing yep. power probably. Um, I've noticed that uh, the mouse and the keyboard also, not as big as the the monitor, but they still cause issues uh, because you're utilizing a USB port. Well, I mean, I know the problem we ran into with distance learning when first started is people don't realize how CPU intensive video rendering is. Yes. It, it's just super intensive. And we had some MacBooks that basically crashed and burned from basically rendering video all day long. And it seems like, I don't know those technicalities behind it, but it seems like you can stream basically like YouTube and Netflix on a laptop all day long. It'll be just fine. But once you start bringing in like the Zoom or the um, Google Meet, it's actually like transcoding that video on your computer, and that's what absolutely kills it. Right, well, because it's because it's live. It's having to, bo- it, yeah. you know, it's it's capturing, um, inc- that, yeah, uh, you it's know, capturing the video and audio, doing the codecs, and, and then spitting yeah. it back out. It it's just brutal on computers. Absolutely, I, I and most people they're doing it like you know before like an hour a day. So you never really noticed it or it just kind of worked around it. Now, I mean, now kids are, you know, they're, they start like eight and they're done by two. So that's six hours. And out of those six hours, they're probably, you know, in video calls, let's say three and a half of those six hours where the other two and a half or, you know, uh, assignments or maybe mm-hmm. small groups or something. And it, it yeah. totally, it, it's, it's insane. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's this is the world, world we live in, man. 
All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I do want to. This is uh, every single week we we like to give a shout out to the friends of the show. Uh, so let's uh, take just a quick little break and give you some of the amazing people out there who love and support Alter Confusion. So we want to love and support them. First up is the Indie Cluster. You can find out inf- more information by going to indiecluster.com. Uh, the Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development and hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. It's an amazing, this is an amazing group. We've seen them several times at different conventions. I highly, highly recommend that you support the Indie Cluster. And also, if you are an independent developer, definitely reach out to them, uh, see what they could do for you. Uh, the next shout out, of course, that we have to do is Hero Chiropractic. Uh, this is uh, Dr. Ryan. Uh, he is my chiropractor. He is my son's chiropractor. We're actually going to see him tomorrow. Uh, Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly, suited to your individual needs. So definitely, if you're in the greater Atlanta area, check out HeroChiropractic.com. Now, of course, we have a huge, huge Longtime friend of the show, and that, of course, is Craig Campbell and his amazingness called Nerdburger Games. Uh, Nerdburger Games is the game design and print of award-winning RPG designer Craig Campbell. Craig has done a whole bunch of RPG design freelancing in the past. Several years ago, he dove into designing his own RPG. Now, Nerdburger Games has multiple RPGs and is showing no signs of stopping. Nerdburger Games endeavors to create games that it explore quarters of the RPG landscape that haven't been explored, or haven't been explored very often. These games forgo dense gaming mechanics in favor of lighter rule sets that allow players to focus on telling fun, engaging, memorable stories. Now, they just wrapped up a uh, Kickstarter for Good Strong Hands, but they also have in their repertoire uh, a game called Caper, uh, capers, uh, die laughing, and Mers and acquisitions, and I think they're toying around with a couple other games on the side. But definitely check out NerdBurgerGames.com. Uh, they're a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, Zelius and I have personally uh, partaken, 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 whatever the Part- word is, in uh, several of these games. Um, Zelius and I played quite a few capers uh, um, uh, missions or campaigns. Uh, die laughing. And, of course, Murders and Acquisitions, which was, I guess, really the thing that ushered us into the Craig Campbell experience. Um, And no lie, every single time I've played any of these games, it's been a very unique and important and fun experience that I remember after, you know, years after playing it. Uh, And then finally, we want to do a shout out to our uh, watering hole. uh, That, of course, is the 
only and the best place for all us nerdy and geeks to uh, congregate, and that is Battle and Brew. Battle and Brew is Atlanta's first and oldest gaming bar and restaurant. Opened in 2005, Battle and Brew had a very modest menu, a few beer taps, and focused heavily on gaming. Now, they have grown to encompass so much more. They pioneered geek trivia in Atlanta and remain the hardest trivia in town. They have upgraded the menu from only a few items to all your bar favorites and some soon-to-be favorites. They've expanded the gaming and kept everything top of the line. They've taken a good place and made it a great place. A place where the staff listens to your desires and suggestions. A place where you and your friends feel like you're at home. A place where everyone knows your game. And as I've stated so many times uh, already, I'm going to state it again. Once COVID is over and I can freely go back to Bell & Brew, I will be Ubering or lifting home because I will be permanently stuck in my bar chair catching up on lost time. What about walking home? There's no way in hell I would walk home because chances are I would have to take I-285, and that is not a good idea for Charlie to be walking on I-285 at night. You can walk the back roads. Then I will see you in a week because I'll probably get lost to the back roads. If if I if I require a, a lift or an Uber to get me home, and you're telling me to walk at night, I probably won't make it home. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's do some self-promotion for Alter Confusion. Um, now, I know that we that I just did this this past Thursday was Extra Life, but I do still want you could still donate. So let's do a quick shout out for Extra Life. Uh, Extra Alter Confusion has successfully participated in our ninth straight year of raising money for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers is for gamers doing what they do best, gaming, so that you so they can help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. Alter Confusion always has supported or has always raised money for the Atlanta Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. The money that we raise through Extra Life will, goes directly to our chosen hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. Uh, currently, uh, the, this year's goal was $250. I believe we're now sitting at $276. Uh, so thank you for everyone who uh, donated. And a big thanks uh, to the last-minute donation um, who not only donated uh, on Thursday night, no, sorry, Tuesday, this past Tuesday night, but they also brought 80 viewers over to the channel to say hi. Hot diggity. So uh, thank you, everyone, for supporting Extra, Li- uh, Extra Life and Alter Confusion. Uh, remember, you still can donate to there. Uh, Zelius has put in the chat um, how to uh, basically the link to our Extra Life um, link. If you are not, wa- if you're listening to this, all you got to do is go to www.alteredconfusion.com and you'll find the. Al- oh, I need to put that on there. You will find the extra life information on the new website because we have officially switched completely over to that one. It's so uh, official, man. But um, it's it's an amazing, you know, it's an amazing thing. Like I said, this is my ninth straight year. And spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, I believe that starting next year, when I partake in extra life again, I may actually split time with another individual 
so I won't be gaming 24 hours straight. I might be around those 24 hours, but I may not be the the main focus for little chunks uh, of the experience. Is that allowed? Yes. I'm not talking about extra life rules. I'm talking about according to the Ultra Confusion rules. Technically, the individual who may help me out will has the exact same name as me. So I see no problem. Hmm. Nope. I don't think it's legal. Damn it. Well, we'll talk about it later. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Also, I do want to point out that Ultra Confusion does have a Patreon. Uh, Ultra Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fan supporters, become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger cre- creative career. Now, I will say right now we only have two tiers. It's a $1 at a $5 a month tier, which, to be honest with you, I hope that everyone is financially secure enough that they would be able to at least put a dollar forward every single year. A uh, dollar could go a long way for us at Alta Confusion. It helps us uh, cover the cost of website hosting, um, the the podcast hosting, as well as cover some of the convention costs that thankfully we have not incurred this year. Uh, but uh, it would it's never a bad idea to have a little bit of a surplus to cover uh, incidental equipment breakdown or uh, whatnot. I know that I utilized a good chunk of the Alta Confusion, I guess, slush fun uh, to repl- finally, finally replace the battery in our, uh, our camcorder, which is, uh, I think, 13 years old now. Uh, so, uh, going just need a new camcorder. Going for I don't have enough. Alter Confusion does not have enough funds to buy a new camcorder. Christmas so, gift. If anyone in, uh, you know wants to uh, gift Alter Confusion a new camcorder for Christmas, that would be amazing. You know uh, all the silly pants that your family gives you. Just ask for a camcorder instead. Don't think that's going to happen. But the <laughs> the main thing is. Thanks you might to, use one of those. Thanks to the money that we that Alter Confusion has gained through Patreon, we were able to buy a new battery, which uh, would allow me personally not to have a lug, not to have to lug around 25 feet of extension cord um, to every single booth I'm doing an interview with. I can actually just bring the camcorder, the tripod, the mics, and the amp. Which, that would be pretty sweet. That would be pretty sweet because let me tell you, after carrying all that stuff around all day, it's, you know, no, I've, I've seen you carry it. It's quite I know. the event. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that uh, although there is a $1 and a $5 tier, if you want to um, subscribe and um, basically donate uh, more than $5 a month, you can do so uh, by basically just choosing a custom amount when you go uh, sign up for your Patreon. Uh, the one thing I do ask, nay, plea, is that if you do donate more than $5, please let me know because I want to do something special for you. I want you to get truly get your money's worth. Uh, as much as I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love if you could support Alter Confusion more than $5 a month. That would be amazing. Uh, but I want you to get more back as well. Now, um, like a comic book series. Maybe I will give you the PDF of the first 200 episodes of the Ultra Confusion webcomic. Ooh, fancy. 
Yes. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I I do know that there are people out there who may not be financially uh, um, stable enough to do a monetary donation, uh, or maybe you can only do a one-time donation. We do have a PayPal uh, account that you could do a one-time thing. Right now, the only place that that PayPal account is active is on twitch.tv slash altered confusion. It's in the, uh, the bar below this video. It's a donate now button. There is not one currently on the new, uh, altered confusion website, uh, that will be remedied. Uh, but, um, if you want to do a one-time donation, that's how you do it. Uh, if you want to give something physical to altered confusion, say a, a coffee cup or a t-shirt or, some kind of swag that you want us to show off during the show within reason. Uh, you can, swag. Uh, you can send it to Alter Confusion at 1551 Dunwoody. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. This is very important. Number 88276. If you do not include the number, that will go to the post office proper and will be returned to you. That number, 88276, is the P.O. Box number and is required to be there in order for us to receive the package. Uh, and the city is Dunwoody, once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Georgia, 30338. Uh, now, of course, if you, if the, the, the one thing that I, I hope that everyone out there who watches the show, who, uh, watches the video, listens to the, to the podcast, uh, checks out the reviews, all that stuff. The one thing that I hope that everyone can do is, uh, Share what you like uh, on all your social media platforms. Uh, favorite it, follow. Make sure that when you're following or subscribing that you turn on your notifications so that you don't miss out on any of the Altic Fusion stuff. Um, and of course, truly, every single Thursday, this show is about the community. It's about the audience. We want to open up a dialogue. Uh, we do uh, have live gaming streams on Sundays, most Sundays and Tuesday nights. Uh, there, of course, once again, you can definitely uh, open up a dialogue, uh, try to distract me, do some backseat gaming, whatever. Um, front seat gaming. Uh, I don't know how that one would work. Uh, yeah. I can make anything work for you. Oh, that sounds wrong. Anyways. Um, uh, but yeah, the bet the, the 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 most amazing thing that you could do is favorite us share us follow us uh subscribe to us all that stuff uh it means the world to us to be able to have these conversations um and you know experience maybe we've missed a game or maybe there's something about an uh, a certain part of a game that we've missed out on and the only we way that we're going to figure this out is if you you know if we have that dialogue so um Please, by all means, uh, you know, we love to chit chat. Uh, if you send anything on our, you know, if you comment on our YouTube video or our Twitch or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, it all goes to me and I will try my damnedest to try to get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, now, uh, let's, we're going to swing on to, uh, and hopefully we've got enough time for these two last topics, but we're going to try. We'll see. Uh, so big news. Speaking of YouTube, um, there was a big name YouTuber who has over two, 2.4 million subscribers. Oh dear, that's a lot. Uh, that is Mr. Dalek JD. Uh, he unfortunately made a huge error in judgment. Uh, the individual is one. Ironically, last week we talked about um, Doctor Disrespect basically mm -hmm. getting you know 
screwed over by Activision because of the Twitch ban. Well, here is a story about a a YouTuber who was caught plagiarizing a smaller channel's content for the Call of Duty Black Ops uh, early release. Was it us? No, it was not us. Uh One, I don't play Call of Duty. And two, uh, the, the... even though this number is still astronomical to Alter Confusion, it's minimum when you compare it to uh, the YouTuber, Mr. Dalek JD. Yep. Once again, 2.4 million subscribers. Uh, the channel that he stole stuff from was uh, a channel called Suggestive Gaming, which has 200,000 subscribers. Um, so basically, what this gentleman did is um, uh, there. You know, all the big names, uh, YouTubers who got the the creator key uh, that got an early look at the Call of Duty Black Ops uh, game. You got to look at the storyline. You got to look at all the mechanics. Well, what this gentleman did is he took, and I shit you not, he took the entire script from Suggestive Gaming that they did for their video, and he re-recorded it in his own voice on top of a video that looks very similar to his. And the reason why is that the the video editing style that this gentleman went with so that the all the you know the script would sync up was exactly similar to the suggestive gaming uh, channel. Wow. Now, that being said, there's you know, there's always gonna be people out there going, Well, that's a dick move. I, I you know, I hope he gets what's coming to him. And in a way, yes. He, I mean, well, uh, the you know, there's still time to see what the 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 true result is. But he has already come out and coped to it. Uh, he sent out a, uh, a social media message stating, "I just wanted to take a moment to address the tweets circulating this evening about myself and another YouTuber. I had reached out privately to resolve the matter, but it's only fair that I publicly apologize to Suggestive Games." What I did was extremely wrong and a very poor judgment. We as a gaming community should be a team. And I let the team down with my recent actions. I apologize profusely for what I have done. This has made me reevaluate the way I create content for my channel and it will never, it will not happen again. Okay, so that last, last sentence makes me scratch my head. Uh, Zelius, you probably have like 30 seconds where you have to... Uh, to update your Walmart page. Furiously refreshing already, but um, I'm actually listening to the story because so this goes, is crazy. This, ha- this has made me reevaluate the way I create content. So is he copying to the fact that he's plagiarized before or he's plagiarized often? Because that's what it came off to me when I first read that. It's your typical, I'm sorry, but not really sorry apology. He's like, I'm like, sorry because I got caught type of apology. No, that's literally all it is. Yeah. Like, he, I, I mean, in that case... Dude knows exactly what he's doing. Um, There's absolutely no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I would absolutely not be shocked if he says, I pressed add to cart, by the way. We're going to see what happens here. Uh, And so if he's done it once, you know he's done it before. It's like any other cheater in anything in life. If you've done something once, it's happened before. So the internet is full of crazy internet sleuths so i would not be surprised if somebody out there is you know investigating and being like ha 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 i'm gonna go through every single video and try to kind of figure out what's going on would not shock me in the least well it's one of those things where i'm so big that i'm not guilty until i'm caught oh yeah well and you know the funny thing is to me is like 
I could almost kind of see like if they tried doing it to somebody like us, mm-hmm. let's be honest. Nobody's probably going to notice that it's plagiarized from us. Unless, unless like, of course, we, unless, the thing is, unless we 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 caught it and then uh, some kind of social media storm picked it up. That's because, what I mean. Like, but like we would have to be the ones who notice. Right. No, no. But the thing is, because I mean, even the the thing is, this this in this uh, uh, suggestive gaming, they they still I mean, they do have 200,000 subscribers. So they had potentially at least 200,000 voices that could, you know, lend uh, to the, you know, to basically uh, plastering the social media across. Now, of course, Alter Confused is a much smaller channel. So it would take a little bit more than the, the number of subscribers we have on YouTube, at least. Uh, but it, for us, because, you know, we're a smaller thing, it would take a much bigger act for someone humongous to actually get caught. That's what I'm saying. Well, the thing that's funny to me is it seems like a stupid decision to plagiarize somebody with that many followers in the first place. Well, why plagiarize someone who's in that, you know, elite group who has early access? That's the True. thing. It, Make you, it even you more just, obvious. Right. You you cut the list down a huge chunk. Like, it's yep. not like everyone out there could make this video where you could say, potentially, you know, I took a little bit of someone else's video. I took a little bit of that. I didn't steal it completely from you. But since it's a very, you know, elite uh, selection of of YouTubers, that's pretty dumb. Now, speaking of dumb, Mm -hmm. let us, let's move on to our last and biggest topic. Wait, there's more dumbness out there. Yeah. Remember, uh, what's been going on with Twitch and the DMCA, uh, takedowns. Have they been just, you know, randomly just deleting people's stuff? Well, sure. It's, Still not completely solved, and shit's still hitting the fan. So here's, but but Jeez. but I, I'm going to explain this, and it's going to be, and I I promise you that what I'm about to say is a hundred percent real, and it's crazy, and I don't understand it, but I'm going to tell you. Okay. Okay. So streamers are once again getting hit again by more copyright claims. Okay. There's there's also streamers who are receiving strikes against them for uh, copyright claims on content that has been deleted, sometimes by the the creator themselves and sometimes by Twitch. So they're still getting strikes after the content is no longer available. Nice. Now, the other thing is, uh, one of the the things on Twitch is that you have the ability to um, save your, your streams, basically video on demand it, so that individuals who missed your stream could watch you play that game. Mm-hmm. I don't know what buttons Twitch has pushed, but they apparently have like n- up to to eleven when it comes to copyright, uh, trying to catch copyright infringement. Uh, streamers are now like, experiencing when when going back through their videos of demand muting because that's what they do. If, if you have something that's um, that's copyright protected, uh, they basically mute that section of your game. Uh, they kind of just guesstimate how long the mute's going to be for. But mm-hmm. what's happening is uh, now on videos on demand, in-game sound effects are getting muted. <laughs> Jeez. And, and, it's almost like, yeah, I think, I don't know. Sorry, go on. No, and 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 just to give you a, a, an exact example, uh, there is a Twitch streamer out there who 
basically um, said has stated that I I, only, I exclusively stream WoW. And so okay. World of Warcraft, by the way, just for anyone out yep. there who don't know what WoW is, um, I exclusively play WoW. And I got a muted audio on my latest video on demand, apparently in Sinjin Village. The... This, the uh, the audio was the medium wind storm with gust whistles and low rumble sound effect, which is credited to Hollywood Edge Sound Effects Library. Yep. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's almost like they enacted like a new DMCA like copyright database almost. I, I don't know. And like it just got maybe it'll a little bit more overzealous than they thought it would be. Now there has been a lot. Of, so I understand there, there are streamers out there who play music in the background while they game. And mm-hmm. so, you know, this, the, they, hopefully they just give you the mute. They don't actually give you a strike unless it's like yep. egregious. Um, for, for context, if you were to compare the streaming on Twitch, uh, to the streaming on Facebook, Facebook actually, um, uh, obtains a music licensing right so that your music could be there. However, the caveat is that they take some of the creator's profit to cover said cost. Hmm. And so Twitch said, well, we don't think, we think the streamers are going to be hit too hard with us trying to take money from them, so we're not going to do it. Um, Which technically, okay, Twitch is Amazon. I know. That's why I'm kind of wondering if some of this is stepping from. So is like, like if Amazon was like, yep. Okay. So the thing is, like they have it. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that Amazon or Twitch is, in, I mean, they are in the wrong, but <laughs> they have a shit ton of money. So wh- why not just get the stupid license and help everyone out? You know, foster good will towards the community that's getting really pissed off right now. Um because the only way they make money is if they have a happy community. I mean, this is one case. Like, you know, if you're EA and mm-hmm. you piss off your FIFA people, right. well, they'll come back next year anyways. Um, but in this case, if you're Twitch and you twi- piss off all your streamers, they'll go, well, Mixer's dead. YouTube Gaming's dead. So I don't know exactly where they're going. Facebook Gaming. Fa- I don't know. But they're going somewhere. Well, everybody hates Facebook now, so who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just right. I mean, and, and I think that's why Twitch is kind of just like, well, we're, we're not going to do that. Um, True. Now, of course, Twitch uh, did issue an apology letter, which was kind of, you know, was kind of, we are so sorry. We're trying to be better. We've tried to correct the issues that you may have seen. We we are in the process of of trying to create a helpful tool for the streamers. They'll help gain control over recorded content, audio, and then also a better uh, system to reviewing and contesting copyright claims. Now, of course, they haven't stated when the hell this will come. So right now, it's just a pipe dream. Um, but, and that's the thing though, they, they sent out this apology after, you know, I guess months, weeks, years of of these DMCA things, and they basically just you know dumped it all on everyone. Um, but streamer, a lot of the big name streamers are getting pissed because instead of trying to uh, kind of calm the community, uh, Twitch has been basically going out of their way to promote the crap out of something called GlitchCon, 
which is a virtual yeah, I've convention. Heard about that, and I kept getting emails about this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what is this? It sounds like something. Sounds like they mistyped something in. Actually, no, that's that's them. But so you know, a lot of people are like, look, instead of trying to promote this, whatever you're trying to promote, and I understand, you know, you you want attention on it. Why don't you placate the streamers that are starting to get really pissed? And there are a lot of uh, streamers out there, a lot of channels out there that are going to run ads uh, because mm-hmm. of the length of this. Throw a freaking GlitchCon ad up there, but help us out, brother. Um, Now, uh, let's go a little bit further here. Uh, Streamers are concerned that if Twitch's system uh, is going to go after sounds and songs from games, music industry entities can issue copyright claims due to those sounds' presence during streams. Uh, Here's a fun one. Uh, There's a streamer who does broadcast production tech stuff for Twitch, uh, who came out and stated, um, you know, the weird disco area for this is what, what game is this? Oh, and Destiny. Uh, you know, the weird disco area on the Tangled Shore Destiny? Yeah, be careful, folks. This music was created for the game, might get you in trouble. Jeez. Uh, yeah. And, but, but, okay, but let's, let's, Take another crazy step, okay? Here's another crazy thing that happened. Um, the Bethesda Associate Community Manager uh, got her Twitch channel sus- briefly suspended because of a sound clip that plays um, when an alert goes off for when someone subscribes to the channel. <laughs> So basically, don't make any music or noise or audio or game clips of anything but video only in your Twitch streams. Like, I have a cat meowing. Could that be in another video game that has a cat? So we're going to get DCM Day, DMCA'd, because no, there's well, a cat I mean, you're, from you're, another game. If, I mean, here, here's the thing. If, if you're going to get nailed for, like, sound library clips there and not be able to truly contest that just as you were saying let's say that your cat meows and that meow was close enough to uh generic cat 5 in the i don't know uh animal uh copyright sound library that's yep. ridiculous there there're also um uh, individuals out there who uh have played who who uh, while they're streaming they play uh basically um uh, like fan-made music that sounds similar to a song, but doesn't contain you know the same beat and rhyme and all that stuff. And so when they when that search goes, because it it basically you know you get flagged for it, but they can't actually find the exact what is it whatever your ID number is. It just goes ahead and plays it safe and just cuts you. Jeez. Um, yeah, it sounds like ad. They just went a little bit crazy. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I mean, you're gonna piss some people off, obviously. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, thankfully, up to this point, I don't think that we've got truly dinged on Twitch. We have on YouTube, and it was exactly it was basically exactly this. It was the theme song to a game that I was streaming. Mm-hmm. So. Sam Grizzle, y'all should sing a song together and see if Alter Confusion get flagged. Okay, first of all, 
I don't want to. I do not want to have to replace everyone's equipment. You do not want Zealys to sing. Let's do it for America. And we've been dinged, not because of copyright issues, but because of public decency. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I. The, Without a fielder, that's the greatest game ever. No, seriously, I. I think you it's know they've that. they've taken it. I under I understand they 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 want to, uh, you know, err on the side of caution, all that stuff. But, but by taking it, taking such, like I said, I don't know what button they pushed in order to start. You know, we're talking some of these sound clips are like three, four seconds long. And yes, I know there's there's some weird ass uh, rule which doesn't actually exist. Um, for those who who think it does, and that is that if if there's a sound bite that's less than ten seconds, that it can't be copyrighted. It sure as fuck can be copyrighted. Um, that for some someone just the the thing is the the reason why they said ten or less seconds is usually it happens so fast that no one's going to catch it. But apparently, Twitch has some kind of algorithm that is catching this stuff for you know the the wind rustling sound when you're going into town. Um, you know, there's there's several. I I'd be very interested to see. Hell, if you're playing like a sports game, if it's like generic cheering for from left end zone, um, you know, I, that's that's insane to me. I mean, I they need to nip this in the butt immediately. They're not going to. Um, well, I guess the question is though, is if they are receiving from because according to Twitch, they're also receiving like. A magnitude more of DMCA notices from the third parties mm-hmm. who claim the copyright ownership. So if they are, if that's true, um, that actually does kind of put Twitch in a rock and a hard place mm-hmm. of do they keep the streamers happy or do they potentially start getting lawsuits on their ass from the copyright holders for not being quick enough to the punch? They haven't. So that, that, that's the thing, though. They haven't been quick enough to the punch up to this point, and then all of a sudden, they're every itty bitty little squeak that could be perceived as uh, a violation has been flagged. Because you know, uh, when we started this, they they basically had uh, some, I guess, virtual a digital empty room that was filling up with DMCA claims that they weren't doing anything about, and then all of a sudden. Uh, there was some magic number that when it went off, they just started removing content without telling the creators. So it's not like they, they were never fast to, you know, they, they were never fast. And now they're like, you know, they're the opposite. I don't know. I don't know, man. I would, you know, one of these, I mean, I, hopefully this will never happen, but it would be funny as hell. If my voice was on something, uh, some recorded, copyrighted, whatever, and I said the exact same phrase on the Thursday night hangout or during one of my streams, and I got dinged by myself. That would, I mean, I would laugh, and I'd take that a picture would, of it. That would be kind of epic. <laughs> and I would frame that damn picture. Um, but I mean, that, I don't know how, but you need to make that happen. Okay. Well, here, here's here's something, and I, of course, I can't answer because I'm not uh, a voice actor. What if you are a voice actor? And your dialogue is, you know, it's part of the game. Or you're a singer I mean, for one of the, yeah. the theme songs. Um, or better yet, I mean, think of like, you know, let's take Overwatch voice actors. Yeah. 
obviously their voice is copyrighted within the game. Absolutely. And they are known to go into Overwatch streams and do the voiceovers. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hell, let's take it a step further. Let's say that you have a a, a, a text-only game and you start adding voices to it. Therefore, you're basically uh, uh, providing people with content that's not yours. I mean, good Lord. Uh, Sam Grizzle, Forgetty couldn't sing his CCR songs for a while, and he wrote them. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So that one, it's, I think CCR's, their songs were owned by the producer, uh, the record producer. So that's why you couldn't sing them. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get into those bands, you get all kinds of crazy everything. Well, yeah, it, it, I mean... It, there are certain Beatles songs that are still on. I mean, there's unreleased Beatles songs that no one could touch because Yoko Ono is still sitting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. We're, we're small fry. So we probably, I mean, chances of us, you know, hell, the chances of us doing something wrong is probably astronomical. Uh, but we probably, not get dinged as hard as like a big name, you would hope. Um, but you never know. No, I don't know. It, but but the thing is, and Zelius, you you alluded to this. What what is the other option? Uh, Mixer is gone. Uh, Facebook gaming, uh, YouTube gaming is gone. You yes, you could stream onto YouTube. Uh, whatever you want to. Uh, your I mean, not whatever you want to, but you could still stream your your live streams and gaming onto YouTube. But it's not you know it's not tailored to YouTube gaming. Yeah. Speaking of streaming, can can someone, if anyone knows anybody over at Facebook, for for the love of all, it's holy. Could you have an option that actually just says talk shows and podcast as an option instead of me having to choose news media? Sorry, uh, Sam Grizzle. I'm still shocked. GTA Five was able to secure a hundred hours of music. Yeah, that's the other thing. What if it is a radio within the game? I don't know. It's so confusing. It's, it's, there's, this has opened up such a what if can of worms. I don't, you know, I think we could go round and round about what about this? What about that? All night. And the, 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 at the end of the day, something, of course, needs to be done. Uh, I think that personally, I think, uh, not being a, a big streamer, but still trying, you know, looking out for Twitch and for the streamers, I think that Twitch just needs to, to suck it up or sorry, Amazon, suck it up, pay the money to gain that, you know, the, the, the license fee so that we don't, so that individuals don't get random dings because they, they can't right now, they can't do anything about it. Um, until they magically make this tool. How about just put, just drop everything, make this damn tool so that people can understand, uh, what's going on with the recorded content, the audio of the content. And of course the biggest one, having the ability to truly review and contest copyright claims. You're asking way too much of them, sir. Apparently so. Apparently so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think we've reached the end of the show. Um, I did have, for some reason it didn't pop up, but I did have one last question pop up. Unless Zelius wants to take this on, we could push it to the next show. I think next show would be wonderful. All right. Uh, just for those out there who want to know, uh, sh- oh man, now I feel bad. This is the question that got pushed over last week. 
Anyways. Well, ask it first next week. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to highlight it right now so that I don't forget. It basically was um, how do you personally deal with uh, a series, be it books, movies, TV shows, video games, that just abruptly stop? And I will uh, make sure that I <laughs> say it next year, next week. Next, yeah, next week. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving, giving you everything coming out of our heads, our mouths, and of course, our hearts. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. And member kids, keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother. Thank you.